I pay folks double compared to what everyone else is paying. I treat them well. I buy their lunch, and they still don't perform. What am I doing wrong? How do I motivate people? You don't. You hire motivated people. You're listening to Pull Up and Thrive. And this is your host, Stephen Caps. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another exciting episode of Pull Up and Thrive. I am beyond excited about this week's show. If I don't sound 100%, that is because I am not 100%, but the show must go on. I've been battling something. I don't know. It's probably Corona because everything is. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode number 50. I am beyond excited because episode 50 almost didn't happen because I almost quit after episode 8. After the honeymoon, I was like, I'm done. This is too hard, but I'm glad that we made it. And I'm going to stop and pause and just celebrate because I don't know about you, but I, I don't look at how far I've come. I don't look at the things that I've accomplished. I look at how far we have to go. So it's important that you take time to celebrate. Take time to pause and say, wow, we made it. This is a huge accomplishment. But yeah, how do you motivate people? I get this question pretty regular. I was at an event and I was talking to a gentleman, a friend of mine, and he has a roofing company. And from my understanding, he does mostly insurance type of work. And he said that exact thing. I pay guys double compared to what other guys are paying. I buy their lunch. I I do all of these things, and they're still not motivated. And my answer to him was simply, you're hiring the wrong people. Because if you don't have the right people, you can never do enough to motivate them. And that is super frustrating because... (laughs) You're like, I am treating them so well. I treat them like kings and they don't care because we don't have the right people. So I've I've got six things today, how you can find, hire, and retain the right people. Number one, you have to create a great place to work because money at the end of the day only goes so far. You have to create a culture where people love to come to work, a place that is safe, uh, a place that is non-toxic, no drama. You have tons and tons of communication so everybody knows what's going on. So creating a great place to work, having epic parties. We have an epic Christmas party every year, and it is something that people look forward to. And folks look forward to coming to work. Now, at the end of the day, it's a job, but it's a healthy place where people like each other. So create a great place to work. That is number one. 
because sometimes, well, lots of times, folks get this totally upside down and they hire the wrong people to start with. Then they try to motivate, inspire, encourage the wrong people to perform. And they're just not going to do it. So let's create a great place to work, which attracts the right kind of people. And number two, find out what is important to them. Lots of times we are so focused on what we need and what is important to us. What is important to the person either that is already on your team or the person that you are hiring? Maybe they maybe a flexible schedule is important to them. And we offer that here at our uh, company. Not 100% flexible all the time, but usually if someone needs time off, something comes up and they have to attend to it, being flexible whenever emergencies arise is super important. I have worked at jobs that They wouldn't care if you died, you still had to be there. So find out what is important to them. Maybe they care about flexible hours. Maybe they care about low stress. Maybe they care about being a W-2 employee because they've worked lots of jobs where they were a subcontractor and they didn't have taxes taken out and they got in all types of trouble with the IRS. So we have to find out what is important to them. I have got some really great deals on super fabulous folks because I found out what was important to them. Number three, you have to have matching core values. No matter how great their skills are, if your core values do not align, it's not going to work. If they're all about drama, 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 it's not going to work out. So you have to have aligning core values. One of our core values is a whatever it takes attitude. If the person does not have a whatever it takes attitude, it's not going to work out because the core values will clash. And that is like my number one core value in every area of my life. I'm like, whatever it takes. And whenever I say whatever it takes, I mean whatever it takes. If I have to work on a podcast episode all night for it to be right and on time, that's what I'm going to do. Hopefully, I don't have to do that very often, but I have. I have been here all night working on an episode just because it has to be right and it has to be out on time. So you must have aligning core values. If you do not have core values in writing, you are missing a fabulous opportunity to grow a great, great company. Create a great place to work, find out what's important to them, have matching core values. Then number four, identify the specific skills needed. Now we have to go deeper than well, we're hiring a secretary or we're hiring a, a plumber or, a, you know, whatever the position is, let's go deeper in identifying the skills needed. Well, I need a 
problem solver. I need someone that is great with people. I need someone that is very organized. Find those high-level skills because that type of person can be trained to do almost anything. We are very, very fortunate here in our uh, businesses that we have folks that I think they could be trained to do about anything because they're great uh, problem solvers, great managers, great get the job done, whatever it takes. So find out those deep, high-level skills that are required for the job. Don't be so shallow in, well, I need someone that can do QuickBooks or I need someone that can do XYZ, which, yes, it is important if you have certain software that, that people need to understand it, but go more high level because you could find if you need a position that requires a great problem solver, find the great problem solver and then train them in the position. And this will broaden the scope of available candidates. Super, super important. Number five, don't hire people who need a job. I see people make this mistake all the time because they need help and they say, hey, if you know anybody looking for a job, send them my way. Well, in this atmosphere, in this environment, all the good people already have a job. So we don't want someone that's looking for a job. Now, usually we, well, we have scored several folks that are new in the area. So they're looking for a job because they moved to this area. But you want to create such a fabulous place to work that people who know you and know your company have their ear to the ground waiting for the opportunity whenever your workplace is hiring. So we want to build something that attracts great people because great, great people will not put up with drama, toxicity, craziness, and a company that is out of order, that they don't have any systems, they don't communicate. Things are always going wrong. It's always like this. It's always you're not going to attract great people. So we have to do these things in order to attract the right people. What happens is that we create this zoo and then we're all disillusioned why we cannot attract great people. So a number six, do a skills test in the handyman business. I made a huge mistake hiring the wrong guy because everybody has tons of experience. Everybody says, oh, I have a 30 years in this, and I've been doing this for 15 years, and I've built houses, and I wired my first, I, I wired my first house whenever I was five years old. Yes, I have actually heard that one. Do a skills test. A mistake that I made, I did set up a skills test, but I set up the skills test for him to help someone else on a job. Well, the problem with that is that he wasn't standing on his own two feet. It is easy to be propped up by the other person. So whenever we hired Juan, our current handyman, I set up a skills test. Four or five different 
projects that were very much in our wheelhouse of the types of jobs that we do. And I said, here, do these five projects. I had a friend, Tom, who uh, him and his wife, Sheree, just bought a house. And I said, hey, do you have any things, any projects that you need done on your new house? Now, they were small enough that even if he totally messed it up, it wasn't that big of a deal. But I set up five different scenarios for him to complete 100% on his own so he can't blame someone else. So he came in and he aced it. So I'm glad that he did so I didn't have to go and apologize to Tom. But set up a skills test. Do something to so they have to prove what they're able to do before you hire them. Let's put a bow on this. One, create a great place to work. Two, find out what's important to them. Three, you have to have matching core values. Four, identify the specific skills needed. Five, don't hire people who need a job. Six, do a skills test. If you can do these six things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. And if this episode has helped you at all, make sure to share it with with someone that needs to hear it. So remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.